Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. Welcome back to the Life and Times Podcast. Life and Times Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. Uh, really good to be back. A lot of good things uh, this week, uh, by the way. Uh, and I also have failed every week uh, for about the last month to do this, so I'm going to get it out of the way now. Put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. We forgot, probably because it's not baseball season. That's probably actually why I forgot. And I and and the next thing that uh, I I never say. Everybody listening to this podcast right now, if you've already done it, great. Uh, but for the other whole lot of people that listen to this thing, go hit the subscribe button, please, and leave a review. But uh, if the review's not good, uh, then just lie and make it up. And uh, make it sound better than it, <laughs> than it is. Do that. And, uh, yeah, so here we go. Our first sponsor is Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at BoxingBear.com. They're an independent art studio established in 2011 uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, they do great work. It is Christmas Christmas season is over, by the way. Christmas t- Christmas time is not nigh anymore. It is nay. Uh, I'm, I, I just invented that nay's the past, by the way. Uh, check them out, though, still. They got great work, awesome stuff, uh, cool prints, uh, original artwork, if it's available. It's not always available. And uh, you go, go check them out. Boxingbear.com. Yeah. So anyway, look, man, things uh, things were uh, pretty good, to be honest. A um, cu- couple of things that I got to get out of the way here. One hundred mile challenge, the one hundred mile challenge where I I wasn't very good at it. I did not keep up with it. It was kind of horrible, and I don't remember what I said. So I'm kind of winging this part because I'm not actually looking at the exact numbers, which is on an app, so I can prove it to anybody who acts like I didn't do it, but. I looked, uh, I hadn't been doing it two and a half months. I actually started at three and I think I said that last week. Um, but I, I, this entire week was spent trying to knock those miles down because I was something like at 80 miles left. And I don't know what I said last show. It could have been 79, could have been 78, whatever it was. It was, it was around 80. And, um, I finished walking this evening. Did not finish the challenge yet, but it's not the end of the year, but I have, only 16 miles left. I technically actually only have 14 miles left, but the one of the first days, actually 
um, day one, day one that I started the challenge, I walked two miles around a local track where I'm at. And that was, that didn't make an app. So for anybody that acts like I didn't do the whole hundred, I've just decided to act like I didn't do those two miles and that's it. Look, I'm fired up. I'm going to do it. It's got four days left. I'm going to walk four miles a day. I'm going to knock it out and there will be a medal ceremony. Now, every week I act like I'm going to put something on YouTube. I don't know, laziness, time, whatever, whatever, however you want to judge me. It's fine. And I always forget to do it, but I assure you. This medal ceremony, oh, this will be on the YouTube. It will happen. Uh, you know, because a lot of people out there, I just feel like I'm inspiring millions of people. Um, when I cruised through this 100-mile challenge, it only took me three months to do. But the real challenge was actually the, the last week because I gave a lot of real effort. Um, but so many people are going to watch it, and they'll be like, you know what? That guy inspires me so much. I'm going to go do my own 100-mile challenge. Eh, maybe you are, but you're not going to get the Corona Lisa medal. And uh, that that will hit YouTube. You can mark it down. So I was just bringing you up to speed because I, I walk every day. Every single day I, I walk. And, uh, you know, I mean, things are good. They are. And I've recently got into this. It's not a transition. I'm horrible with transitions for those of you that listen often. And it's not, and I'm not going to talk about it in depth, but I've been drinking bubblies. Do you guys know what bubblies are? Um, uh, sparkling water. These, these bubblies, I don't know why I do. I have no idea why, but these things, I, I find them to be d delicious. I'm going to use that word. I find these to be delicious by the way. And so I don't, I, I hate getting hung up on things. But I truly am hung up on these bubblies. I'm dr I'm drinking them like they're water because it's sparkling water. It says there's nothing in them, but it comes from PepsiCo, so we know there's something in it. Like what? It, there's there's got to be something not healthy in it. It's coming from Pepsi. Uh, but man, I drink like eight a day, eight ten a day, and I'm I'm drinking eighty ounces. Watch this. Hey, health wise, I'm drinking eighty ounces of water. I mean, I'm real. I'm really hydrated, <clears throat> but I don't think I should be drinking these things. I don't think I should be drinking them in in such uh, force. They're not. They can't be good for you. I, I'm just saying. If they come from PepsiCo, I don't care what the. I'm reading it like it's good for me. Well, I'll read it now to you, everyone. No calories. No sweeteners. All smiles. Yeah, all smiles till. You know, it comes out in about five years like anybody drinking bubbly. <laughs> it's going to be like one of those daytime um, lawyer uh, attorney commercials. Have you drank bubbly in the last five years? If so, call this number. And the only people that ever get rich, for anybody that doesn't know how that works, I think most of you probably do. I think there, there's some educated people listening to this thing, but nobody who calls that number gets rich. You may get a check for $9 when the other – and the other – you know, 1 million people might get a $9 check, but the only person that gets rich on those commercials, which obviously is the attorney. I, and I don't know what it is. I'm not an attorney uh, for, for any attorneys that may listen to this. I don't know. What do you guys get? Like half? You get half of that? I mean, that's why they, that's why they do these suits. If you, if you are not aware, if you're a daytime TV watcher and, uh, and you've called, that's what, that's what's happening. I mean, it's like, I, I get something in the mail, um, like, have you owned this type of car from years 2003 to 2010? 
Well, if you have, please join, please join this lawsuit so you can get a thirty-seven cent check. Anyway, uh, that that's what it is. I don't know. So I drink these things sometimes when I go on walks, and 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 they're building a lot of new houses in the neighborhood I live in. Not not where I live, where I actually live. You can't build any more houses like they're built. Um, but oh, you know the addition, a mile away. <clears throat> Like a mile away, they're building all these houses, and there's random porta johns. Now here is now here is a horrible uh, uh, transition. Uh, that's this is how I'm doing this one. So there's porta johns, um, which is great when I got to randomly pee my pants. Um, but I was thinking this the other day. Porta johns are really disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see how i did that porta johns are really disgusting and i and i will i will pee my pants in them i will do that but i do not want to kill them porta johns they're just like they're really gross and i think everybody can probably agree to that like they're disgusting there's pee all over the floor it smells like number twos i'm just i don't i, I, I i'm not a porta john fan i'm just right so anyway here's where i'm going with that <clears throat> so it reminded me of this story that I used to do. And th these are great stories. I mean, I, I would do these construction projects. Like, I would actually be on the project, um, you know, uh, a while ago. It was a long time, but long time ago when I did this. But it's, so here's some of the greatest stories. Porta johns there's a little tube. It looks like a, it looks like a chimney. We're going to call it a Porta john chimney. Uh, and it, I think it's supposed to vent smells. Maybe, maybe that's what it's supposed to do. And so there's a little chimney, a little, uh, you know, that's what we're calling it. Porta john chimney goes out the top. Well, they didn't used to have a screen in there. So when people would go sit down in the Porta john I would do it if they're in there too long. And I knew that they were really, uh, you know, really getting a number two pretty good in there. I would take rocks and I would throw it down that tube. <laughs> I would take rocks and throw it down the tube because before there were other smarter Porta John companies decided to put a screen down there, it would hit straight in the bottom and it would make that blue nasty, <clears throat> Number one and two water. I don't know what else they call it. And, and it would splash up on their undercarriage. As they were uh, in the Porta John, it would hit them all up in their nook and crannies. And, uh, <laughs> and you would hear people throw the biggest cussing fits ever in your life. And, and as an outsider, the guy who would throw the rocks down the tube to make it splash up and, <laughs> and hit them all in their two hole. It was the, probably the funniest thing ever. And I would do it every time I would ever watch anybody go in to use the bathroom and uh, take too long. Cause I knew what they were doing and I would just start tossing rocks down those tubes and I did it for, you know, I'd been on a few projects. I've been all over the country. And so I, one day, cause it was the greatest thing that I do, right? It makes me laugh hard every time. And, uh, and then some Porta John company, some Porta John maker figured it out, put a screen down there. Rocks wouldn't hit the splash. Go, it, it wouldn't go. So they ruined the greatest joke I had going. Like it was the, really the funniest thing ever, but Here's a here's another one because it's it's about Porta Johns. Well, I was on this project, and I was in Cheyenne, Wyoming, uh, another place that I was definitely throwing those rocks down. 
every so often you would hear these job site rumors. Now you don't know, you didn't know if they were fake. There was a group of guys who would make up stories and then they would disperse. They didn't even work together. Like they didn't work in the same group and they would disperse and they would just, just give people little tidbits, just make up rumors, just a little like, Hey, have you heard about this? And I'm going somewhere with the Porter John. I'm just trying to explain it, though it's not coming out very good. So they're like, hey, did you hear about this? And the guy's like, no. And then that person they told would go like on a break, and they would sit down with some people at break, and they would say, hey, did you hear about this? Yeah, a guy told me this, 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 this. Well, that kind of stuff happened all the time on the job site, and and I didn't know if they were real or fake. You You have no idea. Well, I had been there long enough, and I made friends with the guy, and they and they said, hey, Meet me at my table at lunchtime. And I said, okay. So I meet these guys at their table at lunchtime. And I, and I sat down and they say, all right, look. And I had no idea that all these rumors, and they started to tell me, they're like, hey, did you hear this one? I'm like, yes. Did you hear this one? Yes. Did you hear this one? Yes. Like, yeah, we make those up. We don't tell anybody. We're the only people that know about it. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, <laughs> really? And I was like, it was like uh, I had been enlightened. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like you, it's you guys. So now I'm in the club and they're like, okay, so what are we going to start today guys? <laughs> and so one guy said, okay, <clears throat> you see that Porter John out there? Like, yeah, like we're going to tell people that that Porter John gave a guy crabs and they're like, okay, so, so this is it. Like, this is the game. So lunch is over and then they go to their areas and I, they don't work with me either. So now I'm, a, I'm, but I'm in their game. <clears throat> so, so lunch is over and, and we go to our areas and, and now I'm in the know, like I'm in, I'm in the game. <clears throat> so I go and I, <laughs> I say, well, we're working and a guy had to use the restroom. I just so happened to be working fairly close to that porta john and a guy said, all right, I'll be right back. I use restroom. I was like, whoa, whoa. He's like, what? I'm like, don't use that Porta John because that Porta John gave a guy crabs. Uh, yeah, like they were saying it at, at lunchtime. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yes, do not do that. Well, they're doing the same thing in their little circles. And, you know, and the plant's pretty big. And so, like, they're just saying it all around. So, about two hours later, it had already circulated so fast that that Porta John gave somebody crabs. I don't even know. How, I don't. I mean, I don't know how you do it. I mean, were they on the seat? I don't know. But uh, two hours later, a safety guy was over at the Porta John wrapping red tape around it, red danger tape, and put a sign that said "Do not use." It was out. It was, you can't use it. Took it out of commission. And, uh, and that happened. And when I watched that, it made me laugh so hard. What's the deal with that Porter John? I'm like, man, it gave a guy crabs and that's it. And I was in the, I was in the club the rest of the time. Uh, that is my Porter John stories on job sites, by the way. Uh, speaking, speaking of industry, speaking of industry, I didn't make the industry go around. Uh, but I don't know if you saw this, uh, it was last week. I meant to talk about it and I forgot, Speaking of making an industry go around, Tom Cruise. You guys know Tom Cruise? Oh, Tommy. You guys know Tommy Cruise? Uh, and I got to be honest, I, I I don't. I am not a Tom Cruise fan. I mean, you could pick out a movie. I'm sure Top Gun is cool. You know, I'm sure it is. When he made it, he was young. Um, 
I'm sure there's another Tom Cruise movie where I'm like, yeah, I think I liked Interview with a Vampire. I think I, I, I do think I like that also. He's in that. So there's a couple movies out there that's good. Uh, by the way, my friend says, and he means it. My friend means I shouldn't even say this because people are going to say, You're, you have a friend who, who does this. <laughs> yes, I have a friend who says Vanilla Sky is his favorite movie ever. <laughs> now look, I've never I've never seen Vanilla Sky. I haven't. I don't want to watch Vanilla Sky. Nothing about it appeals to me. I don't like the name. I don't like Tom Cruise. I don't know who else is in it. I don't want to watch it. But he literally told me, and he means it. And if it's one of your favorites, I'm sorry. Uh, it could be a heart-wrenching story for all I know. I'm not watching it because Tom Cruise sucks, and I'm not watching a movie called Vanilla Sky. Not doing it. Anyway, side note, can't believe that's one of his favorite movies. But speaking of saving an industry, Tom Cruise, uh, he, on the filming of, uh, of his new movie, and, and I don't know if you guys have heard of this. On well, the filming of his new movie, uh, Mission Impossible 23 or 24, whatever it is, 17, there's a few of them. Some of the crew, some of the, uh, I don't know, production crew, they were, they were within six feet of each other. They were violating the COVID rules, by the way. I believe they're in some kind of back room doing some film. Tom Cruise walks in. This is as I understand it. I, I, I read a news story. Couldn't believe what I was seeing. Because I don't, I, and honestly, I do not like Tom Cruise. <clears throat> Look, Tom Cruise, in every movie he plays, at least as far as I'm concerned, the ones I remember, maybe not Vanilla Sky, but he always acts like he's the tough guy. Like he, By the way, he directs these movies. Like He has a hand in all of these movies. So <clears throat> it's not like, People are getting him to be the tough guy. It's like he's the director and inserting himself. Look, Tom Cruise is, you're not a tough guy, Tom Cruise. You're not, I don't care what you say, you're not. And don't get me wrong. Uh, he's a tiny man, Tom Cruise is. And there are tiny guys who will hurt your feelings in real life. I know plenty. I know plenty of little guys who, who will wear you out in a second. But Tom Cruise, you're not that guy. You are completely not that guy. You're not a tough guy. I'm sorry, I'm getting. I, I'll get back to what he did with the per, with the production crew, but it's unbelievable how he always plays a tough guy. You're not a tough guy, Tom. Anyway, whatever. It, we, it, it, if Tom was my neighbor, he would come over. He got mad. He would get he he would hear this and he'd be like, "What are you saying? I did karate for six years. Yeah, maybe you did, Tom. You're not a tough guy. Any whatever, right? So, Tom Cruise." Back to him, sorry. Um, he he says to these people, he's yelling at them. He's cussing at them. Says he's going to fire them. He's like, there are so many people right now that can't work. They they don't have jobs. They can't pay for food. They can't send their kids to college. And he's like, and you guys are out here not social distancing. And you have a job. And you're, think, you're going to shut the whole thing down. And now this is what he said. I'm going to read this part because this is what he said. Listen to this. Tom Cruise. He's got to love Tom Cruise. Um, he says, Hollywood is relying on movies like Mission Impossible 23 or 4 or whatever to keep the industry alive. 
He's like, we keep the industry going. Mission Impossible movies keep the industry going. Back in Hollywood right now, they're making movies right now because of us. We keep the industry going. And if you guys do not stand, if you, if you don't at least stand six feet apart, he's like, you're fired. All of you are fired. I never want to see this again. Do you hear me? And they're like, you know, like being nice. And they're like, we're sorry. We're sorry, Tom. We're sorry. He's like, you don't apologize to me. He's like, that's not enough. That is not enough. Seriously, Tom Cruise, look, man, uh, if I just had a cousin, Reggie, that owned a, owned a convenience store and I could have a job tomorrow, <clears throat> and if I was one of those production crew guys, I mean, and you'd be famous for it. I would have, I would not have punched Tom Cruise. I would not have punched Tom Cruise. I would have slapped Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's what I would have done. I would have slapped Tom Cruise and, so, and said, all right, look, I just fired myself and you just got punked. And uh, since this isn't a movie, you're probably not going to beat me up now. And uh, that was it. I, was, I probably would have walked off into the sun. I do, I do not like Tom Cruise at all. I think he sucks a lot. I mean, he just really annoys me. And, you know, and he makes, uh, well, yeah, Mission Impossibles. I don't, I mean, he's making so many of those. It's like, he, other than Top Gun, you don't remember what else he made. And they did make a Top Gun too. And I think that came out, I don't know when it came out, last year or the first of this year when movies were open. But, and, and I mean, is it an entertaining movie? Can you watch it and not you know, uh, be annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. It's entertaining, but I, I got hangups with that one. Also, he's still the top pilot in the world and nobody can do what he can do. And to be honest, Tom Cruise is like 50. Oh, I, I saw it right here, right before the podcast. So I could, I, I heard that story that I just told you about with the crew. And so I looked it up and it said it in the, in the article I was reading. He's 58. He just made, he just made top gun. And so, Tom, you would have been retired, I don't know, 15 years ago, and he's still, America can't fly planes unless Tom Cruise is there. It's unbelievable. I mean, it really is unbelievable. I'll tell you what's unbelievable. Uh, there's a guy I used to work with, and he said he hurt his back because of... Uh, <laughs> He basically told the story of Top Gun, how he ejected. And um, so he hit his ejector seat. I guess the, the bu look, man, I'm not a plane guy. But the bubble, you know, the you know the thing that goes over the top of the window, the windshield, with the sunroof, whatever you call it, that whole thing. Uh, it didn't come off properly, and so it, like, watered him up in there and broke his back. <clears throat> I don't know, man, something like that. That's what he said. Um, and... <laughs> And he basically told the Tom Cruise story. Well, look, guy who tells that random story. Tom Cruise is not tough. We're trying to model your life after him. Look, if I if I have cleared my throat way more than normal, forgive me. Um, I would love to edit it out, but unfortunately, it's happening in the, in the middle of stories, and I don't feel like retelling the story. So we're gonna call that the COVID's still getting me. Let's call that. Let's call it that. Uh, but I do, Hey, look, by the way, on that, on that note, I feel better. I still cannot smell. That's a weird, it's a weird thing. 
I taste more than I did, but I still don't smell. I mean, does anybody? Well, I, I've I've said it before because I use um, uh, Old Spice Swagger. That's what I use, and so if you didn't listen to the last one, so I w- I could set that below my nose. You know what you do when you go to the store? This is what I do when I go to the store. <clears throat> Whenever you get new soaps, you know how you pop the top. And then you grab it and you like squeeze it back and forth, you know, with your fingers up, up like the bottle is right below your nostrils and you squeeze it back and forth. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I can't, I can't smell anything when I do that. Nothing. None of them. Uh, it doesn't, I don't know if it's a good smell or bad smell. I don't can't. And that's weird. I tried it today. I did it today. I went to the soap aisle. I squeezed it back and forth and I'm like, yeah, can't smell it. I also did something else today. I, I golfed today. Today was a today was a it was a golfing day. Played a couple of kids, and uh, I got to be honest, uh, those kids they didn't have it. They really didn't have it. Now I think they won. They say they won. I look. I don't know if they won. That's what the, that's what they're saying. But I don't think they did. But I just don't think they had it. I mean, really, me and my friend were on fire today. Like, what an on-fire golfer I am right now. Unbelievable. Oh, speaking of on-fire golfers, listen to this. Unbelievable life story. I couldn't... I, you, you know when you're on the inside of something? <clears throat> like, when, when you know something somebody else doesn't? Um, especially if that person's famous. It's, it's, it's cool. So, here's my cool story for that. In 2007, I worked at a golf course for about six months. And it was during the 2007 PGA Championship, and it was at Southern Hills. On Thursday, John Daly, if you if you if you know who he is, then you know you you know who he is. If you don't know who he is, John Daly, uh, he's a famous golfer. He won a 1991 PGA Championship, came back from like ninth place and won the final day, and it was like this big thing. And and it still allowed him to play now in every major. I think that's also how it works. Not sure all the hardcore golfers will know, but I think he can compete in every major from now on because he won one previous. So in 2007, a guy who shouldn't even be in the running whatsoever in the 2007 PGA Championship is literally setting in second place at the end of the first day. He 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 shot a 67. He's down two strokes. So the leader, who I don't know, I don't, I don't remember, uh, shot had a 65. John Daly is in second place. Now here's where my story starts. I never met John Daly. I, but my boss at the time was his friend from childhood. He, he lived in Arkansas at some point. I think that's where he graduated high school. Um, I don't know if they're friends from the hometown or if they're friends from when he went to the University of Arkansas, but that's where they met. They're Arkansas buddies. Thursday night, I go do whatever I do in, in my life. Go to sleep, wake up next day. I got to open uh, the golf course the next morning. I open the office door and sitting in the office with the lights off, at 6.30 in the morning, could have been 6 even, uh, but it wasn't much earlier than that. My boss is sitting in there, and he doesn't look good. I, he's he's obviously drunk. Like, he's he's obviously way drunk, like a lot. And so, 
I open the door, turn on the light. The light, like, it, it looks like I'm spotlighting him in his eyes. And I'm like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> he said, I was like, what are you, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, I just, uh, I just got here. I'm like, why are you here? Like, you're not, first of all, I'm opening and you're drunk. What are you doing? And, uh, side note, uh, also he had a big gash on his nose, on the bridge of his nose. And uh, he looks horrible and he's wearing the same clothes as when I saw him the previous night. And he's like, ah, uh, I don't know. I will, I was really drunk. This is where I thought to come. So I'm like, okay, cool. And he proceeded to tell me this story because I'm like, man, what happened to your nose? He's like, well, you know, John's in town. <clears throat> and I knew they were friends. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, I went to the hard rock last night and uh, it was a pretty wild party. I'm like, yeah, it was a wild party, huh? And so we're definitely paying attention to John Daly because he's in town. It's my boss's friend. So, of course, when golf's on, you're like, John Daly, wow, I can't believe he's winning. And my friend's, like, going nuts because it's his friend. So, we're excited. And so, he's like, yeah, we're at the Hard Rock partying. I'm like, okay. He's like, well, he has the chief suite. And it was, like, the biggest suite that they had. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And, and because he's such a gambler. Oh, side note, for those of you that don't know him, super wild, drinks a lot. He's known to have, have gambled away $50 million. Probably should have worded that on the when I was just telling the story, but I got sidetracked like I always do. And so like big time gambler, go for broke, just wild guy. And so the hard rock paid him. Uh, this is their story. Hard rock paid him $10,000 just to stay, gave him money to gamble. Of course, like be a celebrity around there. And everybody's like, Oh, John's in town. Right. So uh, celebrity thing, I guess casinos do it. So they they end up in his room. And they're just drinking, and they're playing the guitar, and, and it's wild, and there's girls up there, and there's some of their other friends. Well, John Daly is practicing his swing in inside the room, inside the suite. <clears throat> and so what my boss was doing in his complete drunken state was every time John would practice swing, he would try to roll a ball last second <laughs> – into John's swing path so John would accidentally hit a ball through the wall. That's what that's what he was trying to do. And so every time he would rear back, he would like he would I'm sorry, I was doing the motion, but he would lean down and try to roll the ball in a swing path. Well, John Daly started to pull the club back and and my boss <laughs> was squatting down to throw the ball into a swing path. And John Daly with his club hit him right there on the bridge of the nose, and that's how he got cut. All right, so now I'll kind of get to this part of the story where I'm in the know. So that's how the cut got there, and and I'm like, dude, you guys were there all night long? He's like, literally, I just left there and drove here. And, and from the Hard Rock to where that course was at, honestly, it's probably like five, six miles. He's like, I just got here. I'm like, you just got here. He's like, yeah. And so what? It's like six to six thirty, some somewhere in there. And uh, John Daly had to play, you know, early. And I don't remember what time his tea time was. I could probably look it up, but I don't remember. So he left when John Daly left to go to Southern Hills. Now here, here we are. So the TVs are on in the clubhouse because 
you know, it's a golf course. <laughs> so the PGA Championship. So TVs are, are playing it. And I'm sitting here watching. Now, now my boss already went home. He, he had to go. He was drunk. And they were interviewing him, and they're like, so, John Daly, you're sitting in second place in the PGA Championship. You know, what are you going to do to maintain this this win? Or what are you going to do to maintain this uh, this high level of play? In his exact words, you could probably find it somewhere on YouTube. I, I tried to find it earlier. I, I didn't give a lot of effort, though. And his exact words were... I, uh, <laughs> I, you can't say exact words if you can't remember. But this is basically what he said. A six-pack of Red Bull and a carton of cigarettes. That's that was his answer to how he was going to maintain that lead that he had now or second place. That's how he was going to maintain his golf uh, day. <clears throat> I smiled because I'm in the pro shop and I'm like, oh my god! Like right then, like right when he said it, I'm like, my boss, one hundred percent was not lying. <laughs> he one hundred percent was not lying. Because of John Daly's answer of a six-pack of Red Bull and a carton of cigarettes was how he was going to maintain that play because he stayed up all night long and was drunk. Coming in to the second round, he was coming into the second round of the PGA Championship and did not go to bed the night before and was drunk when he got to the golf course. Yeah, that guy's wild. I mean, that guy is really over the top, to be honest. So, anyway, look, um, that's uh, I probably got to jump off here. Went a little long today, everybody. But I'm going to tell you this, as a reminder, which I said uh, when this thing started, put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. And uh, if you've listened at this point and you haven't hit the subscribe button, you listened to 30-something minutes, go hit the subscribe button, please. Love, everybody. Uh, Why don't you guys have a good week?